Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Congratulations on getting through your 9 to 5. Thank you so much for listening. It is The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. Rob, I have been listening to you, and I have been paying attention over the last couple of days. Now, I have told you that I think you have been unnecessarily harsh on the Chiefs and that you were asking the Chiefs to do something that you were not asking any of the other AFC or remaining playoff teams to do. You were asking them to play a brand of perfect football that you were not asking any other teams to do. You and I just disagree on the Chiefs, and that's perfectly fine. Reasonable minds can disagree. This is where I will lend some credence to what you are saying. I think in some ways, both of these teams are the hurdle for the other team. Let's just get the Buffalo part out of the way soon. It's very obvious that Kansas City has been their hurdle. If you are Josh Allen, the person that has caused you the most pain in your NFL career has been Patrick Mahomes. When you had your best team, and thought that you were going to make a deep run in the postseason. Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs offense snatched this away from you. The biggest football game of your life, the AFC Championship game, you played in it. Your team was not very competitive in that game. Who was the quarterback on the other side celebrating and taking his team to the Super Bowl? It was Patrick Mahomes. If Buffalo is going to be a Super Bowl team, it is very obvious what team that they need to beat and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. I think their, I guess, storyline is much more straightforward in this game than Kansas City's. Their storyline is very simple. We have been waiting for this opportunity. It has been five years of us always going to their building. This is the first time that we feel like we have the advantage. We don't have to go to Arrowhead. We don't have to deal with their fans. We don't have to deal with the travel. They have to go through all of those things and come to us. If you were talking about momentum, the second half of the season, Buffalo is playing with more momentum than Kansas City. They have won their last six games. They have really turned things on of late. Buffalo is playing their best football right now at the end of the season. This is probably the best they've been positioned to beat Kansas City. Their storyline, I think, is like really easy to follow and track. I think Kansas City's is very different. Kansas City has played six games against playoff teams this year. The only playoff team they have beaten is the Miami Dolphins. They played Detroit earlier this season. They lost that game. They played Philadelphia earlier this season. They lost that game. They played Green Bay. They played Buffalo. They lost those games. The only playoff team they have beaten 
is the Miami Dolphins. In those games, Rob, in those six games, they have scored exactly 120 points. You can do the math on that one. You don't even got to get a calculator. They are averaging 20 points per game against playoff teams. I think it is fair to say that you are a Chiefs skeptic. You were certainly not a Chiefs optimist. You have been a skeptic to the Kansas City Chiefs. Too many drops. Well, the game against Detroit drops were a major factor. Why did the Chiefs lose the game against the Detroit Lions? Drops. They had multiple chances to win that game. Whether it was Sky Moore, whether it was Kadarius Toney, drops were a major reason of why they lost that game. When you think to the game against the Philadelphia Eagles, MVS had a major drop. When you think of the game against Green Bay, a controversial no-call when it comes to a drops by Sky Moore and MVS, why you lost that game. Buffalo, a penalty, a mistake by Kadarius Toney. Why did you lose those games? I think there are a lot of people that feel the way that you feel about Kansas City. And I do think in some ways it is fair to still question if the Chiefs are back. This game answers that. There will be no caveat, yeah, but I know Buffalo is injured. It's playoff time. I don't want to hear about the injuries on their team and no Douglas and no Gabe. No, it's postseason time. No one feels bad for the Chiefs that they didn't have Mitchell Schwartz in a in a Super Bowl game or Eric Fisher in a Super Bowl game or no one cares about that. Go win the game. I think this team, this game is a hurdle game for both teams. Kansas City has to prove that they can play a clean game against a legitimate Super Bowl contending team. They have not done that. They didn't do that against Detroit, didn't do that against the other teams that I've named. This is their chance. If Kansas City wins this game, in my opinion, they are going to the Super Bowl. They are beating either one of the opponents next week. Think about the options. They will either host the AFC Championship game again or they will play Lamar Jackson, and they will almost be in the exact same scenario. I would say that their defense is probably better equipped to stop Baltimore because I don't think Baltimore has nearly the amount of weapons that Buffalo does. Buffalo has two really good tight ends, a couple of really good wide receivers. They run the ball incredibly well, and their quarterback. I just think Buffalo has more stuff than Baltimore does this year. So for someone like you that, again, I think has been a skeptic of the Kansas City Chiefs, I think the Chiefs have to prove that they can play clean and go win this game. I don't care what the score is. I don't care about the point differential. I don't care about any of those things. Can you execute for 60 minutes, and can you avoid the big mistake that doomed you in almost every really important game this season? And if Kansas City can do that, then I think they're going to win on Sunday against Buffalo. I think you laid it out perfectly. One of the reasons I've been a skeptic is outside of Miami, and they did twice against Miami, but... I also was here all year, and you were very vocal that Miami is a paper tiger. They're fake. They're frauds. You put them on fraud watch in week four. Like, the only team that is a playoff team that the Chiefs have played that brand of football against, the the type you're saying they need to play on Sunday, is against a team that you have been calling a fraud. So I need to see it. The Chiefs may make me eat my words. I may look like Mr. Negative. I may look like an idiot. And the Chiefs go out there and play clean football against the Bills. But at every opportunity, when playing a team other than Miami that is any good, they have not done that. You mentioned the Detroit game. You mentioned the Philadelphia game. By the way, Philadelphia also might be on fraud watch. But Philadelphia game, the first Buffalo game, any time they have bumped their head into a playoff team, they have done three things. Turnovers, penalties, and drops. Sometimes the drops lead to turnovers. They have done those things in all their losses. 
I am going to bet the trend and think to myself, hey, they're playing a playoff team. What three things can I anticipate I'm going to see on Sunday from the Chiefs? Turnovers, penalties, and drops. That's what I'm anticipating. Now, as you fairly pointed out, I haven't been that hard on the other playoff teams. And you're right. The Buffalo Bills have a lot of the same problems. It's like that Spider-Man meme. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are going to point at one another. They both do a really good job of finding the opponent with the football. So I think the Chiefs, if they have drops, penalties, and turnovers, could overcome the Bills. But it is something we have seen at every turn this season against non-Miami playoff teams. I want to play this audio for you guys, and it's relating to the turnovers that we were just talking about. This was Jeremy White of WGR in Buffalo, and he talked about the turnovers from Josh Allen. It's about failed drives, and that's one of the things about Josh Allen. Like he'll, he'll turn the ball over, but more often than not, it's down the field. He has the deepest depth of turnover in the NFL. He throws down the field on a third and long, or he throws down the field on a fourth and whatever. So you know, whether it's an arm punt, it's a phrase that we've used around here a little bit, there are the careless Josh turnovers, and then there are the ones where it's like, all right, well, whatever. He threw it 38 yards down the field on third down. It got picked off. I'm not going to really worry about it too much. So uh, Josh playing smart and not making the big, big mental mistakes, we can live with the turnover here or there. We, we've, we've come to totally accept it because it's the only way he knows how to play. This is why I think that this is the wrong way to think. And I know it sounds like super simplistic, but – For all the talking we do about these games, turnover differential usually tells us who wins the game. The numbers are simple. These numbers are based on turnover margin since 2005. The reason I bring this up is these two teams have turned the ball over the same this year. The Chiefs have 28 turnovers this season. Buffalo has 28 turnovers this season. We watch this Chiefs team every week. They are not very good at protecting the football. We know that Buffalo is not good at protecting the football. If you win the turnover differential by one, it doesn't matter if you win time of possession. doesn't matter if you outrush the other team. If you simply win the turnover differential, you win 68% of your games since 2005. It's a pretty good percentage. If you win the turnover differential by two, that number jumps from 68% to 81%. There are a limited amount of possessions that are going to be in this game. Seven for the Chiefs, eight for Buffalo, eight for Kansas City, seven for... There are 15, 16 possessions in this game. If you turn the ball over and create additional opportunities for the other team in a game that the two teams are as close as I think these two teams are... That is why you lose this game. That's why I'm so emphatic on Patrick Mahomes protecting the football because I know in this game, if there is anything that I can guarantee other than I know it's going to be cold, I know Josh Allen will give you one or two chances to make a play. I don't know when they're going to happen. It could be in the first quarter, second quarter, but I'm telling you I've watched enough Josh Allen that he is either going to put one on the ground or he is going to throw a really, what are you doing, over the middle of the field. And that's when you take your opportunity and you strike and you pounce. And if you take advantage of those opportunities, you will win this game on Sunday. It is really that simple to me. Which team can limit the mistakes and also ride the wave of the other team has a great player. 
You know I love my basketball analogies. Sometimes the other team just has a guy that can make shots. And there's nothing you can do. You play really good defense. You do everything you're supposed to do. And the other guy rises up and shoots it from deep and makes it. You got to run down to the other end. That's just going to happen when you're playing Steph Curry or Kevin Durant or one of the great players in the league. Josh Allen is going to make a play at some point. He's going to have a big-time run for 12 yards, make a big throw on third downs that moves the chains and gets the defense and gets the crowd all fired up. That's going to happen the same way it's going to happen for Patrick Mahomes on the other end. Which defense can take advantage of the mistake that the other offense usually makes? Kansas City's offense is going to make a mistake. They've done that a lot. Buffalo's offense is going to make a mistake. Who can capitalize? That's my biggest key to this game. You mentioned turnover and turn differential, and those stats are very interesting and they're very notable. But I think this game is going to feature the immovable object against the unstoppable force because turnover differential is very important. The Bills, you're right, have a propensity to turn the ball over. Do you know what their season-long turnover differential is? Plus they were plus two, two yeah, because they were really good at taking it away. So they were really good at taking it away. The Chiefs, meanwhile, were minus 11. Really bad. Near the bottom of the league. So what you're going to have on Sunday is the Chiefs offense that has struggled with turnovers in 2023. They have. And a Bills defense that is opportunistic and does a great job of taking the ball away. Meanwhile, on the other side, Josh Allen and co. also have a propensity to give the ball away. But they are facing a defense, which is fantastic, by the way, at basically everything except for taking the ball away. The Chiefs' defense, for as great as they are, are great at the following. Forcing punts. They're not a heavy takeaway team. It's odd. I don't per se understand it, but that's just kind of who they are. So I think on Sunday, on both sides of the ball, you're going to see the immovable object taking on the unstoppable force. If the Chiefs take the ball away and can protect the ball, you're right. I have no doubt they can win that game. They are talented enough. They're more healthy. They're on the rest advantage. Except for we haven't seen them take the ball away at a high level, but we've seen them turn it over at a high level, which is why I would be concerned as a Chiefs fan headed into Sunday. It is very interesting to me that Jeremy White, and obviously follows that team very closely, that Buffalo fans have just gotten so accustomed to, I mean, we know we're going to turn it over in this game. Well, that might be why you lose. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, maybe you have been unable to beat the Chiefs. Maybe you have been unable to advance in the postseason because you guys just accept that you're going to turn it over once or twice in the game. And usually those one or two turnovers in a three-point game, that's, that's usually what gets you beat in a single elimination tournament. We'll get back to the Chiefs coming up momentarily, but I do want to talk about Frank White and this vote. Hit it, Rob. While you're stuck in traffic on your drive home, The Drive gets you caught up on the biggest sports stories in Kansas City and around the country. It's the hits only on The Drive, number one. Carrington, before you talk about Frank White, let's remind people that the hits are brought to you by the Polar Plunge taking place at Longview Lake on January 27th. Join me and countless others at Longview Lake to take part in the Polar Plunge, benefiting the Special Olympics of Missouri. To find out more information or to donate, go to somo.org backslash plunge. So let me just kind of read you guys the original letter from Frank White, and then we'll talk a little bit more about it. 
without robust binding agreements in place, I have vetoed Ordinance 5822, a proposal for a substantial sales tax to retain the Royals and Chiefs in Jackson County. A full press release veto message and statement supporting the veto from three legislators are below. We'll go through that statement here in a bit, but I want to play for you guys what Bob Fesco had to say yesterday on the show that it doesn't sound like they're going to have enough votes currently to get this thing through. So there are nine city council members. They need to get this thing passed with the majority. It, it, it doesn't sound like that's what they're going to have. Here's Bob Fesco. And if he does veto it, I'm also told that there's not enough votes in the Jackson County legislature to override his veto. Even though it passed eight to one, I'm told right now they only have five votes to keep it on the ballot and they need six of the eight or six of the nine to override the veto of the of the county commissioner. And so I I just if Frank White would come out with a logical plan and tell everybody exactly what he wants and exactly what the county needs. I think it would be a lot different than just going out there and saying, I want a better deal for the county. Okay, what does that mean? We don't know because a better deal for you may not be a better deal for us. All right. So there was a letter that was put out today, and I don't want to read the entire letter. If you would like to just Google it, find it. It's everywhere. So in this, there were 10 unresolved issues. Now, I don't want to go through all 10 of them. But let me tell you the ones that I think are just maybe most pertinent in this. It is a stadium demolition that the teams are going to bear the cost with no additional county funds required. At some point, they're going to need to tear down Kauffman Stadium. Doesn't sound like the county of Jackson wants to pay for it. Sounds like they want the teams to pay for it. That actually sounds kind of reasonable to me. Then they say that they want community benefits agreement, enforceable agreements for long-term community benefits. They need a specific location of the Kansas City Royals new stadium, and it must be confirmed. The Chiefs must provide detailed plans for Arrowhead improvements and their vision for complex post-Royals relocation. They also want both teams to commit an amount of private capital that they are willing to invest in these projects. This is kind of what my message was in the very beginning, that hey, the Royals and the Chiefs should have came out here from day one and just said what we really want is an extension of the three-eighths of a cent sales tax. And I think they spent two years with misdirection talking about other things when at the core of what both teams really want is to stay in Jackson County and to get the residents of Jackson County to improve a continuance of the three-eighths of a cent sales tax. That should have been the message for two years. And I think they wasted a lot of time. I would say, on the flip side, that Frank White's message would be much better received if that part is at the core of it. Hey, I support and I want the teams to be and remain in in Kansas City, in Jackson County. I am not here to be a roadblock, but there is still a lot of information that the residents of Jackson County don't have related to this, so I can't support it until those things are answered. I think that is a very reasonable and measured stance. But my biggest complaint with Frank White through all of this is by him not speaking and not being clear in what his objective is, what his goals is, and what his message is, you have now allowed other people to define that for you. You have allowed Manny Abarca. You have allowed social media. You have allowed other people to tell us what Frank White thinks. That's not being accountable. That's not being a leader. Frank White should do a television 
hey, I'm going to sit down with Chris Ketz and do an interview, and I want to get my message out here that I want the Royals in Jackson County for a long time, that it's really important to me. Because if we're being honest, some of these things that Frank White and the people are voting against actually make sense to me. The Chiefs have not given us a detailed plan of what they're going to do with the money. Like, has somebody ever asked you for money? And like, man, I really need $5,000. You're like, your first question usually isn't, hey, I got, it's what for? Like, what do you need this amount of money for? Well, I want to do, I think it's fair to at least want more information before you agree to give that person the money. Hey, what do you plan on doing with this money? What's your plan on paying me this money back? Those are all fair questions to ask. But I think that Frank White has operated behind the scenes and in the shadows for so long that it has just become incredibly toxic. you got to explain to me, just explain it in layman terms, how just two weeks ago, this same proposition from the Chiefs and the Royals had 8-1 to one approval in that room and how now they don't think they can get it passed. They need six of the people to vote for it. They don't have that support anymore. Well, what changed? What made you vote yes on this on the 2nd of January and now vote no on the 18th of January? All very fair questions, but we have not gotten the answer to any of this. I don't think that any side is good. And I understand that Frank White has become the the villain in this. I don't think the Royals have handled this very well. I don't think the Chiefs have handled this very well. I don't think Mayor Quentin Lucas has handled this very well. I don't think that Frank White, I think all of them have been really, really bad. Ultimately, all I care about as a resident of Jackson County is that's where I want the stadiums to be. And I want the opportunity as a resident of Jackson County, as a voter, a taxpayer of Jackson County, I want the ability to go to my polling place and vote yes or no on a 3A cent sales tax to keep the teams in Jackson County. And if I vote yes, that is me. Hey, I trust the Royals. I trust the Chiefs. I am committed to them being here just like I feel they are committed. And if you vote no in that scenario, then you are fine with whatever the outcome is. You are fine if the Royals move to Nashville. You are fine if the Chiefs move to Overland Park. You are fine if the Royals move to Wyandotte County or up north. But that's the right that you have as a voter. It is just incredibly frustrating that it feels like the people that are supposed to look out for our best interests, A, don't really seem to have our best interests in mind and seem to be motivated by self-gain, but I guess that's politics. And also, you have taken away my opportunity to say yes or no on this thing. That's all I want. I think that's all anybody who lives in Jackson County wants. I want you to put this on the ballot, and I want the ability to have my voice heard in this. And it feels like only Frank White's voice is being heard. Can I ask you a question? That's probably a loaded question and very difficult to answer, but that's the end of the game sometimes. You're a Jackson County resident. If this doesn't get overridden on Monday, which Bob Fesco reported yesterday on the show, it's not going to get overridden. And now if you're keeping track of social media, it looks like it's five to four, which means it won't get overridden, which means the veto will stand, and this won't be on the ballot in April. Things can change in four days. Let's just work under that assumption. If this isn't on the ballot in April, as a Jackson County resident, what is your concern or fear level that they might be leaving the county, they being the Chiefs and Royals? Because we know from their statement, they are attached to the hip now. They are arm-in-arm locked in. They're still putting out joint statements. The Royals aren't putting out a statement. The Chiefs aren't putting out a statement. It is a statement by the teams. As a resident of Jackson County, what is your concern level at on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 to 100, whatever scale you want to do, 
that now Frank White and his veto, which might not get overridden, is going to keep this off the ballot in April and create a topsy-turny summer? I mean, maybe a six. I just don't know anymore. And I know sometimes that's like the worst answer you can give in sports talk radio. This thing has changed course at least eight times in the last five weeks. You remember Mania Barker was on the radio saying there was no, there was no chance we were going to get there, that they were moving. Now it's, well, they had the votes last week, but now they don't have the votes. I don't know. Like, I find it hard to believe. I will say this. Maybe this is a better way of answering your question. If it doesn't get on the ballot in 2024, I will start to be really worried. But I don't know how much of a difference is. I think the Royals and the Chiefs really want to get this thing on the ballot for April. So that's coming up in three months. What happens if this is on the ballot in November? What does that mean for the teams? If they don't get this on the ballot in April, are they not committed anymore to what they said? I just don't know if we have the answers to that yet. So it's hard for me to say one way or the other. All of this just feels like politics that they have like put us in the middle in that just seems very unnecessary and doesn't really seem to serve any entity. It doesn't serve Kansas City, Missouri. It doesn't serve Jackson County. It doesn't serve the Chiefs or the Royals or the fans of the teams. This is just nonsense. We shouldn't be spending the week of heading into Chiefs and Bills. We should not be talking about another press release from Frank White. I do think we shouldn't be talking about not one of these. Hey, I am on board. I am me and the chiefs have resolved whatever issue me and the Royals have resolved. That's what we should be talking about today. But again, Frank white has put himself in the middle of a controversy. And I'm just a firm believer of if you were the person, like if you were the Jackson County executive, you shouldn't be doing things that people in Wyandotte County are thrilled about. If you were the Jackson County executive, You shouldn't be thrilled. You shouldn't have the people in Johnson County fired up about this, that they can take your team away because that is exactly what will happen. I don't care what the text line says or social media says. If Jackson County continues to play around with this, Clay County or Kansas, they are taking your team. They're taking your team. You know it. They're taking your teams if you continue to do this. In Jackson County, at least what it seems like, they seem open to the possibility that that could happen. We've already seen it happen before. Sporting Kansas City was supposed to be playing their games. It was supposed to be in Kansas City. And Kansas City twiddled their thumbs and fumbled and didn't see the benefit, and Wyandotte County got it. The same thing will happen to the Chiefs and the Royals if they continue to let this thing go on any further. Let's get back to the Chiefs and the Bills and their matchup coming up on Sunday in the divisional round of the playoffs. That's coming up. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to The Drive with CDOT on 610 Sports Radio. If you are a fan of a professional sports team, which I imagine that you are, you have been on the wrong end of heartbreak. If you're a Missouri fan, it is a story that you know all too well, whether it is Tyus Edney or the flea kicker. You know, those moments are defined by a certain name or phrase. If you're Kansas and I say Northern Iowa or Trey Burke, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And those are losses that stay with you, you know? You'll just be sitting there, just enjoying your life, and all of a sudden you'll be triggered and you'll have a flashback to a disappointing loss that your team has had. And I don't say this to try to upset anybody. I'm trying to make a point. This is exactly the way that Buffalo Bills fans feel about the 13 seconds. For you, it was one of the greatest games that you have ever been to. In my opinion, it is the greatest game that Arrowhead Stadium has ever seen. The Chiefs were down and out. And two plays later in a field goal, they were back in it. Arrowhead is rocking. Chiefs win the coin toss. They go down the field. I still remember the celebration like it just happened. Kelsey gets the touchdown. Mahomes goes over there, tackles them. They celebrate. Everybody is just having a great time. Think of all the joy and excitement that you had and smile even harder because of the pain that you inflicted on somebody else. If you're a Chiefs fan and you've been going to playoff games for a while, that building, you have seen your version of playoff heartbreak, whether it was Lynn Elliott or the Denver Broncos or whomever. You have been disappointed in the postseason at some point. Doesn't it feel good that you can do that to other people? Because Buffalo Bills fans still haven't gotten over that loss that you gave them a couple of years ago. That game, 13 seconds, that lives in Bills fans' memory like any fan base holds the year, the one that got away. You'll hold on to it for a decade. And it's always been about getting that undone. After 13 seconds, the Bills signed Von Miller. And one of the reasons they signed Von Miller was to be better and finishing off quarterbacks, finishing off plays getting to Patrick Mahomes. And Vaughn was doing that great at the start of year one, then he got hurt. And last year, they were gunning for the one seed right up until the DeMar Hamlin incident in Cincinnati. The Bills' year-long pursuit of the one seed kind of went away that night because that game got scrapped and Kansas City got the one seed. So, you know, like it, it feels like we've been building to this moment where the Bills know we have to beat Patrick Mahomes in the postseason to ever really register a punch that matters. A very important phrase there. He said, building towards this moment. Think about this. This game means everything to them. This is the game that they have had circled. 
If you're a sports fan, you know that feeling I'm talking about. Man, I can't wait till we get another chance at blank. I can't wait until we get another opportunity to play that guy. That is how the Buffalo Bills fans feel about Patrick Mahomes and this team because of that moment. You did that to them. So on the text line, I still haven't gotten over Marcus Mariota catching his own pass. That's how Buffalo Bills fans feel about that 13 seconds. It was in the bag. They're hugging each other. They won. They finally beat Patrick Mahomes. And all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes has one of his five greatest moments that he's had as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. He's done that to a lot of teams. I just saw him do it to Philadelphia a year ago. That's a Super Bowl. You were up 10 points. Jimmy Garoppolo has never been the same since his interaction with Patrick Mahomes. Jimmy Garoppolo was going to win the Super Bowl. He would have been the example for the next 15 years. Hey, you don't need a great quarterback. Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo won the Super Bowl. That's what people were going to say until Patrick Mahomes popped up. Doesn't it feel good that you get to be on that side? Doesn't it feel good that now you get to be the one that gets to laugh at other people's playoff pain? Certainly enough has been dished out to you. It's now your opportunity to keep dishing it out to other people and make them feel bad about how they're not good enough. Buffalo has been waiting for this game for a long time. Don't give them anything to be excited about. They need to wait another five years for them to get their opportunity to play the Kansas City Chiefs. You've had enough opportunities, and the Chiefs eliminates them for the third time in the last four seasons. They will never recover from a loss on Sunday, ever. Can the inverse be said, though, and that they can – wipe their hands clean. They can get out from under the shadow of 13 seconds. They go out and win. Like you mentioned KU Mizzou as a KU fan in that last year, 2012, the last year of basketball before the rivalry restarted, the first game was in Columbia and there was a questionable block charge call and Mizzou won. As a KU fan, I was irate and I was frustrated, but I knew there was a return trip. I knew there was a chance at the get back and KU got the get back and it has erased a lot of the, anger, frustration, haunting memories I have from that game. It's not one for one the same way that season was for KU and MU, but if the Bills go out and dispose the Chiefs on Sunday, do you think there's a little bit of, oh, we're back now, we got the get back on that 13-second game? 100%. I can't say this for all Bills fans because they've played in the Super Bowl, like, I mean, I wouldn't say recently, but they've played in, they've played in the Super Bowl in the color television era. If Buffalo wins on Sunday for a portion of their fan base, it will be the biggest win they have ever seen their team have. At home against Patrick Mahomes, it will be the biggest win that they have seen their team have, and it puts them one game away from the Super Bowl, a game in which I'm pretty sure that many Buffalo Bills fans will feel like they're the best team in that game, even if it is on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. So, yeah, I'm with you. That's what makes this game so interesting on both sides. The Chiefs can, in a year in which the Chiefs, this is the worst version of the Chiefs that we have seen during the Patrick Mahomes run. If that team goes into Buffalo and beats them, it will will ruin your summer. It's one of those losses. You remember when the Chiefs lost a couple years ago and people were like, I don't even want to watch the Super Bowl. I'm over. I don't want to watch the play, the postseason anymore. That's how Buffalo Bills fans will feel if Patrick Mahomes goes in there and beats them. I don't even want to watch the Super Bowl anymore. I'm that down. 
You know how mad you're going to be to watch the AFC championship game where Taylor Swift is swag surfing and she's happy and your team just got eliminated? Oh, you thought you saw some mad tweets and comments from the Miami Dolphins fans. Let Buffalo lose again to the Kansas City Chiefs. They might cancel Christmas. Certainly no 4th of July, no Easter. Can't have any of those holidays. How can you be happy? Number one, you live in Buffalo. Doesn't seem like a very cheerful place to live. Number two, you lost again to the Kansas City Chiefs. They might rename the city after that. Speaking of the last time that the Chiefs uh, actually played in Buffalo, it was in October of 2020. Let me tell you about some of the things that are different for the Chiefs. In that game, Clyde Everett-Hilaire got 26 carries for 161 yards. Daryl Williams and Darren Thompson were the other running backs to get carries. Daryl Williams had 26 yards, actually scored a rushing touchdown in that game. Darwin Thompson, three carries for 17 yards in that game. Is Daryl Williams still in the league? Is he, is he still around? I feel like he was on Arizona not that long ago. He's still around. He was on Arizona last season. I don't know what happened to him ever since. Yeah, what's Darwin Thompson up to, man? He's definitely not in the league. I like Darwin Thompson. He might be on somebody's practice squad. They got about 37 people on practice squads in the NFL. Darwin might be on somebody's practice squad. Text line, I know you guys know the answer to this. He's playing football for somebody. XFL, USFL. He's on the Carolina Panthers practice squad. Darwin Thompson, I hope you're having a great day. Pass catchers for the Chiefs. Demarcus Robinson was the leading receiver that day. Five catches for 69 yards. Byron Pringle had two catches for 46 yards in that game. On defense, these were the top five tacklers in the game. Damian Wilson, Bashad Breeland, Anthony Hitchens, Daniel Sorensen, and Charvarius Ward. This game was less than four years ago. We've really seen three different versions of the Chiefs in a six-year span. That first version of the Chiefs in 2018 that caught the league by storm and the Chiefs had one of the best offenses that we've ever seen in the history of the league. I think they were top five all-time in points scored. That following season, they had to revamp the defense. The defense was giving up points left and right. Their defense couldn't stop anybody. Couldn't stop a nosebleed, to quote Bart Scott. So I would say that's Chiefs 2.0. They had to go out and find themselves a defense. They found themselves a defense. And I would say that we are currently on version 3.0 of the Chiefs. Brand new offensive line after the Super Bowl loss to Tampa Bay and post-trade of Tyreek Hill. I would say that this is the Chiefs 3.0 version. We have seen all of those versions go to the Super Bowl. Like, all three versions. The Chiefs have shown a very unique ability of being able to retool on the fly while still playing at a really, really high level. It's almost like a college team. You know how Kansas basketball says that they don't, you know, they just retool or reload. They don't, you know, re, they don't, I don't know the term. My team's never been in that situation before. KU doesn't rebuild, they reload. Yeah, that's what it is. That's kind of what the Chiefs have done. They haven't had that, they haven't had a year like Philadelphia's had this year. Just a very disappointing year. You knew going into the postseason, yeah, this Philadelphia team ain't it. The Chiefs haven't had that year so far under Patrick Mahomes. At least not yet. Coming up on the other side, there is a story that is uniquely positioned for the drive. I'll tell you what it is. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point. I am all about 
helping you guys find good deals. I want to play an audio clip for you about a phenomenal deal that I think you should take advantage of. Now, I know that January is restaurant week, but it's cold outside, man. People ain't going out to eat, man. If you're going out to eat, if you're willing to brave these temperatures, I salute you, man. I really do. I really salute you. I'm not fooling with it. I leave here. I go straight home. I'm watching television. I'm watching college basketball. I'm getting ready for the playoffs. I'm not playing out around in the cold. But your wife has been asking for a date night for weeks now, months, and you were using excuses. Oh, well, I got, you know, the holidays. We'll go after the holidays. Oh, well, after the playoffs. Well, you know what? A hero emerges, Applebee's, and they have come up with a way that date night can be any night that your heart desires. Listen to this. Applebee's plans to launch a limited number of date night passes. So here's how it works. You pay 200 bucks and you can use the pass up to 52 times to receive up to $30 worth of food and non-alcoholic beverages. The passes go on sale January 22nd, that's next Monday, and can be used from February 1st this year through January 31st of next year. I don't mind that. Ready, set, go. Rob, do you want to go in on this, my brother? Can you imagine right now me and you put a hundred up? And there's an Applebee's not even that far from here. There's an Applebee's, what, two, three-minute drive. Can you imagine me and you, we got $30 whenever we want to go up to Applebee's to get us some mozzarella sticks and some boneless wings? Imagine after a tough day of work, you can just stop by and get yourself a spinach artichoke dip. Get yourself a nice flatbread and a flavored lemonade. What a deal. Maybe you just go in there. You know what? Hey, I just want a steak today. You know you get those prime cut meats over at Applebee's. You don't even need this for a date night. Get this for yourself. And whenever you're a little hungry and you want to have a sit-down meal at a five-star establishment, Applebee's steps up, man. In this economy, you got to find deals where they are. You got to find a deal. You can just $200? They're going to give you $30 52 times? What a deal. Whoever thought of this at Applebee's is a real man of genius. There's somebody that should, that should be saluted, should be supported, protected. $200. $30 off for 52 weeks. Every week can be date night. Hey, babe, you don't got to cook tonight. I'm taking you somewhere special. Let's go to the bees. I know you like those baby back ribs. Why don't you go ahead and get you some? Go ahead. Get you the shrimp scampi. Don't worry about it. We've already paid for it. This was smart. This was, I mean, I don't have anything else. This is great. This is really, really great. You're talking about a date night with some Dollaritas and some wings from oh the Oh, my, you're going crazy. I mean, you don't have to pay for the Dollaritas because alcohol's not but included. But that's it, though. If you're telling me I've already paid for our meal, and now I just got to pick up the Dollaritas. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You can go crazy at the bees. You know what $30 can get you at the bees? You can probably get four appetizers. Great place to watch the game. This doesn't have to be a date night idea. Why don't you and the homie... You got Sunday ticket right there. 
$200, Sunday ticket right there. Get you some nachos. Get... This is great, man. Thank you, Applebee's. I know people are going to make fun of you and mock you. Not me. Not at C. Harrison. Not at Rob L. Brenton. We're not doing that. I support you. you can I get think this to, is great. You can do some takeout. Let's say you got a Super Bowl party. Oh, Show up with goodness. the wings. Let's say you got a March Madness event. Chip salsa flatbreads. Let's say you got a 4th of July something or other. I'm sure they got food that fits that too. Bring some steaks. The possibilities are endless. Endless. Absolutely endless. It's basically paying for itself. After... After two appearances, three appearances, you're back. You're back in the. You're back in the gray. In, 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 in the black. You're in the black. You go to Applebee's in the month of February. You. You're up. You're playing with profit. Then at that point, just eating willy nilly whenever you want to go. Bill Belichick is about to be the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. That essentially the Atlanta Falcons are interviewing Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is interviewing the Atlanta Falcons, and really just trying to see. Can all these pieces get put together properly? The first meeting was just with Belichick and Arthur Blank. This time, Terry Fontenot, the general manager, is going to be there as well. Rich McKay, the CEO, is going to be there as well. Uh, Potentially other people in the room, too. But look, this is really about, this is the greatest coach of all time. He is going to present, look, here's probably who's going to be my coach, except here's how we would do things. Here's how we did it in New England. You guys have done things a certain way. Can all of this match? And I would say the presence of Terry Fontenot is interesting. Bill Belichick has worked with someone who would have been called a general manager before if he had not been in New England. They don't usually have general managers in New England. Belichick often has, always has final say. Would that be the case here? What does he think? There's a lot going on here that they need to figure out. But I think one thing is is pretty clear, guys. There is interest from the Atlanta Falcons and Bill Belichick. Belichick has interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not saying anything is done by any means. But the mutual interest here is pretty strong. This is going to be a real good case study of what happens when the perennial winner joins the team of the perennial losers. That's all the Falcons know. The Falcons have been first-class losers our entire life, even in the years that they've been good. Remember the year they went to the Super Bowl and they had the man of the year on their team? And the week of the Super Bowl, he got busted with a woman of the night. And then they got smoked by the Broncos. Remember the last time they are in the Super Bowl, they had a 28-3 lead. you think you win in that scenario. Wrong. Wrong. You didn't win. What happens when somebody who historically has won, what happens when they join a team that historically loses? I don't know about you guys. I can't wait for the Kirk Cousins Bill Belichick, Saturday football game for the 7-7 seven and seven Atlanta Falcons that need to beat the Saints to see if they win the division. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. It's going to be fun. You guys aren't excited about that? You guys aren't excited about that flex Sunday night football game the final week of the season to see if Atlanta wins their division with Russell Wilson as their starting quarterback? It's going to be so great. It's going to be enjoyable. We got a busy show tomorrow. Andre Reid is going to be on the show tomorrow. Nate Taylor is going to be on the show tomorrow. Nick Wright is going to be on the show tomorrow. I will be on the show tomorrow. Take care of yourself. It's the drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.